So what's up, people? Welcome back to Talk It Pod. My name is Gerald Hudges, and I'm your host for today's series segment with our dear friends from Sleepless in Monrovia. Today, we continue our collaboration with Sleepless in Monrovia, which is an eight-part series sharing provocative social norms, altering pieces written by some of their writers. Having a voice and using it is how we find commonality and impact change. We are pleased to amplify these voices um, of the writers here only on Talk It Pod. This week, we have with us Donard Bando, and we'll be talking about an article here wrote title Rainbow in the Dark, published on Sleepless in Monrovia. By the way, Sleepless in Monrovia is a social justice blog that is dedicated to giving voice to the various social justice and societal issues affecting Liberians, especially women. Um, welcome, Dornard. Hello. It's a pleasure uh, meeting you and having you on our podcast today. And just mine. Yeah, thank you so much. So, Rainbow in the Dark. That's a quite uh, fascinating title. Uh, I read the story. It's an amazing story. It's quite um, touching. And it's a very controversial issue. Um, but before we just, you know, go further, would you mind just telling us a bit about yourself? And why do you write? My name is Gunnar. I'm 24. Young Liberian student, teacher, student writer, I guess. Um, <laughs> You're a writer, my friend. <laughs> uh, my journey of writing is a long one. I always liked reading. So, obviously, it generated into me liking writing. Not writing per se, but like, I would have the ideas of what I wanted to write. But my handwriting is terrible, and I felt writing with pen was way too stressful. Then came computers, and typing came, and it was easier for me. So, poetry was something I started writing. It was largely because it was my avenue to learn. I'm highly emotional. I write. I'm angry. I'm write, I write. I'm a very emotional person, so I used to write a lot. Poetry kind of transcended to short stories in 2018. Personal experiences. It was a girl, heartbreak, <laughs> and... The that's, poems were not cutting it. That's so. always a familiar story, <laughs> my friend. <laughs> the poems were not cutting it. So I was like, hey, let me just write a story about this. And I wrote a story and everybody liked it. And just that's I started writing short stories. People like stories about breakups and love. Yeah, I, I happen to have a lot of experience with it. So it's easy to just put it pen to paper and just put it down. So tell us, Rainbows in the Dark. What What is this? Peace about peace is about an all it's a very familiar thing at year of time of a gay guy Francis in African countries or oh, rather two African countries I've been to that Nigeria and Liberia. I grew up fifteen years in Nigeria. So it's a experience I've heard of gay people cover their tracks and basically their experience. So um it's interesting that you uh, the way in which you write this piece is, it feels more like from a personal perspective. Um, but just to clear the air out there, do you want to make any disclosure before we go further into <laughs> oh, the discussion? No, I'm not, I'm, I'm not gay. Um, yeah, but I do have gay friends. All my pieces are from uh, most, like, 80% of them. So if I was writing as a half pieces where I'm the child in a pedophilia case, I have pieces where I'm a woman, in the, so it's... It's just literally ex literary expression. Clear enough. So uh, this this story, Rainbows in the Dark, is a reflection of, as you mentioned, a guy growing up who struggled with identifying who he was as a person. And he got to know at a certain point in time about his 
um, his attraction, his sexual attraction for a person of the same sex. Uh, it's homosexuality is an utterly intolerable, you know, conversation amongst Liberians, many Liberians and, you know, on our continent, on the African continent. Why did you choose to share such a compelling story? This piece is not my first time writing on homosexuality. My first time writing on it would be my first degree. I studied international law and diplomacy and it came for thesis. A lot of international topics to write about. But that year, Nigeria decided to pass a law that makes it for that gives fourteen years imprisonment for well, getting married in Nigeria. Yeah, if you, if if there's a gay marriage, fourteen years imprisonment. So I said, okay, fourteen years imprisonment for gay marriages. Let me write about this. And the topic was homosexuality, a topic of law, morality, or religion. Mm-hmm. So that was my thesis. So that was my first time, and it gave me a lot of research into homosexuality. So yeah, I'll say I'm still learning because I, I try to keep an open mind to learn as much because it can be difficult at times trying to learn because it's me on the outside coming in. It's me. No, I grew up in a Christian home. So it's a lot of learning and unlearning and trying to get people's experiences or values. Not even all I agree with, but just trying to understand and have a broad mind. Yeah, so not being culturally biased or yeah. by the Christian values that we all uphold, but being open-minded and perhaps tolerant to words, um, how people think or believe or feel their nature is. Um, and the LGBT community in Liberia is one of the most uh, unsafe groups in, in our country. And we've had reports of hate crimes and harassments against you know this community, and it goes unattended most often. So where does this advocacy start? And um, how can we actually keep this conversation going? Perhaps to a point where we have a society that is more open-minded and tolerant towards this conversation. Just read, keep an open mind, try to see things. It's it's funny because a lot of people that come here with the whole Christian background, if they move to the US or to the UK, where in states where homosexuality is legal, mm-hmm. they would have no problem working for a gay boss. Oh yeah. <laughs> this only comes when they are in That's a powerful one. Yeah. It's a, it only it's comes, a controversial but yeah, powerful one. It only comes when they are in countries like Liberia, for instance. Homosexuality is this, homosexuality is this. It comes more from point of power and privilege when they have here. When they go to a place where legally everybody's equal, mm-hmm. they treat everybody as equal. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they know if there's violence against a gay person, they'll mm-hmm. get away with it. So they do it always. So it's a lot of just trying to reach. Like, I'll give another example. There's always the debate of homosexuality is on Africa. But again, most of the topic of homosexuality being on African stems from people Christianity. And Christianity is on African. Mm-hmm. It was actually brought here through settlers. What really is on African about it? If the Christianity on which we base and say homosexuality is not for us, it's on African. If it's based on Christianity and Christianity was brought to us. Traditionally, in places like Nigeria, for instance, there was a time in certain communities where a woman, for instance, that didn't have a child or a child died, could marry another woman who in turn sleeps with another man and get it gets a child. Mm. So the woman marries another woman. So would we not call that homosexual marriage? We say that the topic of homosexuality did not exist and it was always brought. I believe it has always existed. 
I'm, I'm just I'm just learning this actually. I'm <laughs> exactly. just hearing this for the first time. So uh, I'm of the belief that it has always existed. Mm-hmm. And it has not just been the mainstream. It's always been inside. Secretive. Yeah. And, people yeah. always fear. Oh, if we're all gay, then would you be born? Just had a lot of arguments that I don't agree with. Then I'm like, so why do you just keep the same energy for Reverend Fathers? If we're all Reverend Fathers, who will be born? You're listening to the Writers Podcast Series brought to you by Talking Media and Sleepless in Monrovia. What do you think really needs to change in our society? What's the major barrier towards getting to a point where people's sexuality is valued and is respected and is embraced? Religion. I'm saying this as a Christian. I'm Christian, I'm strict, but I still believe religion is the biggest problem to the gay community. Really? Yeah. Well, why do you think so? If I lined up 10 people now and say, oh, why do you think being gay is bad? Apart from the, oh, I hate it. I'm like, well, I don't like palava sauce, but I'm not going to say bad palava sauce. <laughs> Most of them will come from, oh, the Bible speaks against it. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's religion. And for most of them, we call the topic of Sodom and Gomorrah. Sodom and Gomorrah. And I'm like, why don't you take the fact that Lot was so happy to allow his daughters to be raped than, <laughs> than, to, than to give strangers out? Like, don't you think that is like where you should be focused mm. on? Shouldn't the topic be about rape? Mm. So there's that topic. So it just stems from a lot of it. Religion is not the only barrier, but mm-hmm. I, I think it's the biggest. So Liberia is a highly religious society. Most African countries are, most people's fears of homosexuality is based on religion. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying you have to agree with this. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying you have to be gay. Mm-hmm. I'm not. How can we lead this conversation in schools, in our homes? What should be the goal of the conversation? The conversation basically should be one of acceptance. One thing I've noticed in most African countries, the problem people have is not oppression. Mm-hmm. The problem people have is being the oppressed. So when they're not oppressed, they see no problem with it. The American Liberians, uh, they come to Liberia, they're no longer slaves. They start selling natives. So mm-hmm. their problem was never with the oppression in the first place. Their problem was with them being the oppressed. They have no problems being the oppressor. They just have problems being the oppressed. You have the natives come into power and they have no problems killing mm-hmm. the people that were there before them. So if we could fine tune that in our culture and say, if we are speaking out against oppression, then we should not be the oppressor. See these people, they are not harming you. They are on their own. They are doing what makes them happy. If everybody truly has the right to life and liberty, to what extent should culture prevent our human rights? That's a big question. So again, the story, it's titled Rainbows in the Dark, and um, it's a literary piece about David who discovered at a certain point in his life that you know, he didn't conform to what everyone, the general public, consider normal in our sexual attraction. And there's this very paragraph that actually caught my attention. David's parents got to know that he was a gay and they tried as much as possible, given that they were a Christian, suppressing this nature of their child. And in the particular paragraph, he explains our parents met and Morris who became his partner. Um, Morris' parents decided to take him out of the country. I never heard from him again. Do you think it's a successful strategy to actually make our children straight, as we will call it, straight? <laughs> so, I wouldn't call it a successful strategy, but it's a strategy that works for Liberian parents. 
So when I was in Nigeria, there used to be this joke about if a lion is on the loose in mm-hmm. three different countries, the US, for instance, mm-hmm. they'll probably send out animal control. They will look around and catch a lion. If a, a lion was on the loose in the UK, they will set traps and put like meat. Then the lion come, then they capture the lion. If a lion is like on the loose in Nigeria, they'll get a goat and beat it till they admit it's a lion and say they have caught the lion. So <laughs> that, that's basically what happens in, in most African countries, not just not just uh, Liberia. Not just Liberia. Yeah. But it's something that works for the African parents. And there are people that they are by. And all you need to do is to just suppress the other. So so mm-hmm. does it suppress it? Yeah, in some cases it does where people are made to be suppressed. And you you could suppress something enough for someone to believe it. Doesn't mean that it's a sex wound. Doesn't mean that it won't pop up in the future. Does like Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it works. There are people that have been beaten enough to believe that they are wise when they are black. So mm-hmm. it it goes on to say, Mama carried, Mama carried me to deliverance services. I was prayed for, had holy water sprinkled on me, was baptized in water and born again. The pastor said that these will break the power of the flesh. Daddy became cold, and I was made to move in with them. Things were never the same, though he felt betrayed. Their disappointment hung in the air. The silence ever so eloquent in reminding me of my treachery to the family. My mind so persistent in reminding me of my treachery to myself. And this is really powerful. He says, I drown myself in wine and women. I mean, if the holy water couldn't wash it away, then maybe I could F and drink my way out of it. Um, I'm just putting out there. I'm a very good writer. <laughs> Get out of here, my friend. Oh, indeed, yes. This this was uh, I I could literally you know imagine myself watching a movie and actually that that's a great way of actually expressing this. He says some years later he met Shari. Um, she was a friend who understood him to an extent, and as the story unfolds, Shari loved him, and so he decided to make her the one. But then what happened later on? There's no later on. <laughs> there is actually no, that that was the point of like peace. Mm-hmm. So is that happy ending? Most of the stories I've heard, I've heard stories where gay girls were beaten, prayed for, mm-hmm. and maybe because of like okay, have someone that is used to certain luxury, and he comes out as gay and his parents say, "Oh, I'm going to cut all your benefits because you're gay." So he marries a lady, becomes straight. So that he gets to earn and gets to make money. And that's his parents happy ever mm-hmm. after. There are people that say, no, I'm going to stick with what I believe in. So that ending was just supposed to give a question. Because I feel that's how life is. Life doesn't always give you happy ending. Sometimes there are no sunsets walking in. The title of the piece, Rainbows in the Dark. Rainbow is supposed to signify LGBTs. Why in the dark is supposed to define Liberia? Because Liberia is the dark place for LGBTs. The problem about rainbows is they don't shine in the dark. There are cases that will happen where people will get killed for being gay. That's no happy ending. But that's how life is. But we have to go from life as it is to life as it should be. Those things should not happen. It says he decided, David decided to make Shari the one. In other words, he he got married to Shari and his parents love Shari. Um, She was everything you will want in a daughter-in-law as you write. Shari is beautiful. Will we make this work? She will be a wonderful partner as we say our vows. I wonder if she knows these rings are more like a shackles. 
if she has the slightest idea of what she is getting into. I know she doesn't have any idea. I know it wasn't fair to have her dragged into this, but what could I do? Tell her? I wonder if she will stay if she knew. No, I can tell her. I'll do everything I can try to make her happy, a happy woman. With this resolve, I stare ahead and as a man resigned to this fate, receiving his verdict from a judge, I reply to the priest, I do. This piece is as much about sexuality as it is about living authentically. What other examples of inauthenticity um, that we must address as a community, as a people, as a platform with our voices? Be open to having conversations. I think conversations are the best. That's why I love simplicity model. Yeah. It just gives you that platform to have conversations. There are people that have put pieces on smart librarian and have people reply their pieces with other pieces. So it's not about a, I know it all. My point with this piece was just supposed to, I wanted to just put this conversation out there. There are cases where a girl marries a gay guy and she knows and she's like, oh, marry me and I'll pay you this, this, this. And for her, like, oh, I need the money. I'm giving this, this, this. I put that married gay guys and they don't know and they have to, and maybe they wouldn't agree with it. But this life is not fair. And the story is supposed to reflect society. So society is not fair. So it's not fair to everyone. And we should just be open to having this conversation, to knowing that these people go through this, there are people that they are married, that they go through this, there are people that have to marry because society will do this, this, this to them if they are not married. Thank you so much, Leonard. We are never going to stop talking about issues that are meant to, you know, promote well-being of society, human lives. And we're going to keep pushing forward for a society that is just, that is free that is equal so do you have any final final comment yes i wanted to add something let's say thank you to action aid so action aid is a is an ngo international ngo that focuses on women's rights and equality doing a lot of work with the lgbt society mm. in liberia and all over the world to be honest so there are really ones that they are having these conversations they are pushing like I get to sit down in my house and just write the story and put this conversation out there. Actually, it's actually doing the field work of really putting this conversation out there. And I'm just grateful for organizations like that. Great. Thank you so much once more. Uh, please don't forget to send us your review of this episode of Talk Your Pod on Spotify, SoundCloud, or wherever you listen to this podcast. And be sure to share with others. You can follow us on Twitter and IG at T-A-L-K number eight and a talk it na and on Facebook at Talk Media T-A-L-K-A-Y Media. Also check out Sim by searching Sleepless in Monrovia on all social media platforms. Email us your questions or suggestions of topics you want to hear the next time at talkit.media at gmail.com. And if you have questions about writing for Sim, email them at sleeplessinmonrovia at gmail.com. Until next time, do have a wonderful week. Bye-bye.